Welcome to the sounds of Salwell from Akiri International. In this episode, Richard Hyam discusses the role of strategy in key account management. Richard, uh, today I know we're here to talk about key account management, and, but in particular the role of strategy within key account management, which is something that I've, I've struggled with from time to time. Someone once described uh, tactics, for example, as what you do with your troops on the battlefield, whereas they described strategy as bringing your troops to the battlefield in an advantageous position. Is this of any value to the key account manager? Absolutely, and I very much like that. Uh, it comes, of course, from uh, and our word strategy uh, comes from the Greek word strategos, a general. So strategy is what a general does. Okay. And there's a sense in which we as key account managers need to be more like general officers than field officers. We need to be the people who are able to step back, see the big picture, make sure we know where we're going and how we're going to get there. And sometimes we get so closely involved in the mud and bullets, which frankly many of us as account managers thoroughly enjoy the excitement of yeah, the battle. Yeah, that's true. That we forget the strategic bit. So it, it's crucial. Okay, so what are the strategic options? Well, first of all, I think it's about being clear where you are in the relationship life cycle. So we're going to have a different strategy for opening up a key account, growing a new key account, holding one, um, developing an account, possibly exiting. And they're going to be different strategies. So first of all, be clear where you are in the relationship life cycle. Okay, so I've decided that, that, that I'm at a certain point. What do I need to do next? Well, for me, the most important question is to balance uh, the appetite for a relationship that the account has and the appetite for a relationship that we as a company have. So if you can imagine a vertical axis, which is how much does the customer want a deep, strong, embedded relationship? So you might have uh, a customer, for instance, who says, listen, just turn up on time, deliver the service to the quality I require, bill me fairly and go away. Now that's somebody who wants a pretty simple um, transactional, product-based relationship. You might have somebody else who says at the other end of that uh, spectrum, what we're looking for is long-term partnerships with our key suppliers who can help us identify an uncertain future and move towards it. By the same token, you as an organisation may have a desire to be operational. Listen, don't talk to me about all this fancy long-term stuff. Yep. Just get the product out the door at a good price and do it profitably. Through to a desire which says, no, we're looking also to develop these long-term relationships. Now, if you have a customer who wants transactional and you spend all your time trying to persuade their board to come away with your board for a week in the Bavarian Alps for a cultural bonding session, you are doomed to failure. We're going to waste resource and you're going to annoy your customer. Typically, Indeed. you get somebody, you invite them to uh, your wonderful box at the football match and they say, listen, if you spent half what you spend on hospitality on sorting out your logistics, I'd be much happier. So one is a risk of waste. The other is a risk of underservicing. 
you want caring support, I just get in there and get out. I remember very painfully uh, one of my clients, uh, it was a textile company, and a sales director said to me, Richard, the only time we ever see you is when you're selling us something or when you're delivering to us. Don't you care about us? And I'm still wounded and hurt I can, by I can that see comment. That. Yes, I can, I can see and hear it. And there's a real disconnect there that I was putting the relationship at risk by underservicing that relationship. So your strategy needs to mirror both your own corporate appetite and the appetite of your customers. And you set your strategy uh, along those lines. And we need to be clear about that under a number of different headings. Okay, so what sort of headings? Well, it could be a product strategy. Um, which are the products that we're going to lead with? It could be uh, a strategy about penetration and timing. So you might have a strategy which says, right, we're going to present everything to them in one go and see what they decide they want. Or we might say, well, we're only going to start talking to their US organisation once we've established opposition in Europe. The key thing is not just to have a clear strategy, but to agree that across the account team. Okay, so you agree that with the accounting, what happens next? Well, you execute it. It's got to be done, and then you monitor it. And, of course, you've engaged with your coaches within uh, the, the, the account to find out, is this the right strategy? And we see, are we going in the right direction? You talked about agreement with the account team. What about with the account themselves? Well, I think that's crucial as well. Um, when we talked under objectives, we talked about smart objectives. Yep. They've got to be aligned. Well, the strategy's got to be aligned. Because let's remember, the trouble with military analogies in key account management is that the account is not the enemy. This isn't That's something true. that you are yeah. doing to the account. I love military analogies, but the enemy is the competitor. The account is the battlefield. Okay, Richard, so I understand the application of strategy now, but for me to fully understand this as a key account manager, can you give me some examples? Well, I think there are two specific examples that are, are highly relevant. In fact, they both come uh, from a military stable, as it were. Uh, one is the Lanchester strategy. Uh, I can't go into full detail here, but happy to talk to people about that if they like. Uh, the Lanchester strategy was developed really out of experience of the First World War and thinkers like uh, Little Hart, who realised that simply advancing on a broad front was pretty destructive. And that what you needed to do was to pinpoint the key points at which you needed to win victory. And uh, Frederick Lanchester, inventor of the Lanchester car, developed that kind of military thinking and took it into a commercial environment. Very, very powerful. It, all about focus and targeting and doing less better. Um, the, the bridgehead strategy really, for me, is really important because we waste so much effort. It costs enormous amounts of money to win that first piece of business from a key account. A lot of effort, a lot of time, but all too often we stop there and we congratulate ourselves. Hey, well done. We've won this customer. Yeah. And all we've done is won perhaps enough business, if we're lucky, to cover the cost of sale. Now, let's go back into our military setting. Uh, the Battle of Anzio in Italy towards the end of the Second World War. And General Clark, the American general, landed and was very successful in getting onto the bridgehead, the beachhead at Anzio. If he had pushed on straight away, he probably would have been within Rome 
in Rome within days because the defences were very, very damaged and there was a huge advantage. As it was, he delayed for various reasons, some of them very good reasons. We want to get all the supplies on shore and so forth. Churchill sent Clark a telegram some weeks later in some of the bitterest and most protracted fighting of the Second World War. And Churchill said to Clark, by now I had expected you to be a lion roaring in the mountains. Instead I find you still a whale languishing on the beach. And they got stuck. They got stuck in what became an incredibly difficult position. And what happens in key accounts often is we get stuck. We need a strategy to get us out of the beachhead. We need a strategy to move out of that first deal into a wider relationship, out of that first country into multiple countries, out of that first service line into multiple service lines. And so those are two, the the Lanchester strategy and the bridgehead strategy that are particularly relevant to key account managers. Sounds of Selwell from Mercury International. To get further help or information from Richard, please call plus four four seven seven one two five eight eight seven five seven or email Richard Hyam at Mercury.co.uk.